the Bible Study Podcast, episode 67. This is the 16th episode on the Book of Romans. I'm titling Christianity 101. Welcome to the Bible Study Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Christensen. Well, the chapter 14, we start winding down the book of Romans. There's only three chapters left, counting this one. And Paul deals in chapter 14 with the fact that not all Christians agree with one another. This is something that was true in Paul's day, is true today, and probably will be true until Jesus comes again. And so the issue here is, so what do we do about that? Paul starts this way. Accept him whose faith is weak, without passing judgment on disputable matters. One man's faith allows him to eat everything, but another man, whose faith is weak, eats only vegetables. The man who eats everything must not look down on him who does not, and the man who does not eat everything must not condemn the man who does. For God has accepted him. Who are you to judge someone else's servant? To his own master he stands or falls, and he will stand for the Lord is able to make him stand. So the first thing that Paul says here in Romans 14 is that there are disputable matters. There are some things that are important and central to our faith, and then there are other things, many things I believe, that are disputable, that Christians can disagree on and just leave it at that. I think a good first pass on what things are central to the faith are those things covered by the historic creeds. The Nicene or the Apostles' Creed intended to give us some idea of what it was that was central to Christianity. And those basically boil down to that God is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, the Father is the Creator, that Jesus came, died, was resurrected, and ascended to heaven, and that the Holy Spirit is still at work today. That is what the early church felt was the central issues, the central matters of Christianity. You'll notice it doesn't deal with drinking alcohol. It doesn't deal with eating meat, as Paul deals with here in Romans 14. It doesn't even deal with what day to worship on. It doesn't deal with baptism. It doesn't deal with communion. It doesn't deal with how many different sacraments there are. All of those other things, I think, fall into a region that we can safely say are disputable matters. They're not the central theme of Christianity, and Christians can disagree on them. And then Paul gets into a matter that was of particular interest, especially at his time, and that is the eating of meat. And the people who are not eating meat, in this particular example, are not eating it for reasons of conscience. It's not that it's a particular form of the Atkins diet or anything else. They're specifically choosing to not eat meat because they think that eating meat is wrong. Now, one particular factor that would affect them at the time is that the pagan temple backed up on the local butcher shop, that the meat, as is dealt with in several other of Paul's letters, may in fact have been sacrificed to idols. And so that gave some people, Paul says, whose faith is weak, a problem with eating meat because they're feeling that they're being somehow supporting this or that they're somehow eating something that was sacrificed to another god. And Paul says, this is a disputable matter. Don't look down one on another, either the one who eats meat or the one who doesn't, on the other one, because you don't behave the same way. Who are you to judge someone else's servant? 
So basically he's saying that those issues are issues between the person and God and that we shouldn't look at another Christian, brother or sister, and look down on them because they have chosen to act differently in good conscience. He goes on to say, One man considers one day more sacred than another. Another man considers every day alike. Each one should be fully convinced in his own mind. He who regards one day as special does so to the Lord. He who eats meat eats to the Lord, for he gives thanks to God. And he who abstains does so to the Lord and gives thanks to God. For none of us lives to himself alone, and none of us dies to himself alone. If we live, we live to the Lord, and if we die, we die to the Lord. So whether we live or die, we belong to the Lord. So again, he is saying, do what you are doing in good conscience. The other issue that Paul brings up here then is, what day is the day of worship? For the Jewish people, obviously, it was the Sabbath, and so they worshipped on Saturday. Most Christians changed to worship on the Lord's Day, on Sunday, the day that Jesus was resurrected. Now, some had trouble with that and continued to worship on the Sabbath, and so there was a disagreement. Right now, it would be between most of the Christian faith and the Seventh-day Adventists. Paul is saying that The day that we celebrate is not important. And Paul goes on to say here, what we do, we should do in good conscience. We should do it for the Lord. If we think it is right to worship on Saturday, then worship on Saturday and do it for the Lord. If we think it is right to worship on Sunday, then do it for the Lord. For this very reason, Christ died and returned to life so that he might be the Lord of both the dead and the living. You then, why do you judge your brother? Or why do you look down on your brother? For we all stand before God's judgment seat. It is written, as I surely live, says the Lord, every knee will bow before me, every tongue will confess to God. So then, each of us will give an account of himself to God. That's Paul's little longer form of cut your brother some slack. Why do you judge your brother? We all will stand in judgment. There will be things that all of us will have to be judged for, things that we have done wrong. Why do we add to that? We all have to be judged, but Christ is the judge. And then Paul gets into probably the most challenging part of this whole chapter. Paul goes on to say, Therefore, let us stop passing judgment on one another. Instead, make up your mind not to put any stumbling block or obstacle in your brother's way. As one who is in the Lord, I am fully convinced that no food is unclean in itself. But if anyone regards something as unclean, then for him it is unclean. If your brother is distressed because of what you eat, you are no longer acting in love. Do not by your eating destroy your brother for whom Christ died. Do not allow what you consider good to be spoken of as evil. For the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking, but of righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. Because anyone who serves Christ in this way is pleasing to God and approved by men. Therefore, let us make every effort to do what leads to peace and to mutual edification. Do not destroy the work of God for the sake of food. All food is clean, but it is wrong for a man to eat anything that causes someone else to stumble. It is better not to eat meat or drink wine or to do anything else that will cause your brother to fall. What Paul says in this particular 
paragraph or two that it is not important for me to be right. Boy, those words just practically stick in my mouth because I like to be right. But Paul says, I might be right that it is okay to eat meat. But if I cause you who believe it is wrong to eat meat because of my assertion, because of my firm conviction that it is okay, but you still believe it is wrong and therefore you act against conscience, you've fallen into sin because you've acted against what you believe to be true. You've acted against what you believe to be right. And Paul says, that's not worth it. That it would be better for me to give up meat. It would be better for me to be okay with not being right. Because the most important thing here is acting in love. My brother or my sister is more important than me being right. How often in the church do we forget that? Again, we're talking about issues of conscience. We're not talking about someone who is doing something that they know is wrong. That would be an opportunity for correction, again, because the love for the brother and the sister. But there are places that are disputable matters, and Paul says being right is not the central question. Instead, he encourages us to live in a sacrificial way, a way that puts my brother or my sister ahead of myself, even if it means that I can't have that glass of Bordeaux or Merlot or that steak or whatever it is that would cause someone else to have a problem. So whatever you believe about these things, keep between yourself and God. Blessed is the man who does not condemn himself by what he approves. But the man who has doubts is condemned if he eats, because he is eating not from faith. And everything that does not come from faith is sin. So again, Paul says that when we act against conscience, when we do something that we believe is wrong, and this is the interesting thing, even if it isn't, but we've chosen to do what we think is an act of disobedience, that is disobedience, that is sin. With that, we'll end this episode of the Bible Study Podcast. If you have any questions, feel free to send them to host at thebiblestudypodcast.com or leave comments at thebiblestudypodcast.com. And as always, thanks so much for listening. The love of God is immeasurable. It's unchanging. It's indescribable. Because God loves you so much, you can sleep through the night in peace. With Abide Bible Sleep Meditation, you can fall asleep fast with relaxing sleep stories based on Scripture. To start listening now, go to lifeaudio.com or search your favorite podcast app for Abide Bible Sleep Meditation. You can also download the Abide app for more biblical meditations at abide.com.